1: What's up, everybody? Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and there's a bunch of things that we need to talk about today. Um, some news coming out of Arizona State that Romello White, the big man who uh, has terrorized the Buffs on occasion, is transferring out. Uh, that's, that's big for the Buffs basketball season that's on the way. Uh, I also want to run through the buff schedule and talk about some of my favorite games on the schedule. Uh, it's- it's about time to start planning which games are worth making the trip for. Uh, if, if you guys are out of town, Buffs fans, and so since I've been planning some travel of my own, I figured that now would be about the right time to jump in and basically just rank all the games on the schedule by how much fun they're going to be, uh, based on like how good the opponent is, uh, any history. Um, you know, I did kind of weight a little bit more heavily toward these first couple games of the season uh, for a couple reasons. First, because maybe things are. going to fall off the end of the year you know uh, ESPN's FPI has the Buffs winning four games uh, so there might be a bit more excitement early but also because Brendan Lewis is there and there are some fun ones at the beginning of the season um, that was kind of a darker note I didn't want to talk about the Buffs potentially losing at this point but uh, we'll talk about uh, what to expect from the season uh, in a little bit and which games to go to assuming that they let fans at any of them which I'm not sure where you guys stand in terms of your hopes, but I'm I'm feeling pretty good about football season. Not feeling good about anything over the summer, but I'm feeling at least alright about football season. At least alright enough to uh, have this talk. Uh... Alright, before we jump in with some basketball stuff, uh, I do want to tell you more more about Manscaped. It's an incredible company uh, for a bunch of different reasons, and I think what may be most interesting to you guys is that if you use the code DNVR20, you can save 20% off of any of the Manscaped products. Uh, You also get free shipping uh, from Manscaped.com with that code. Um, You can get yourself grooming tools um they have skincare type stuff. They have uh the Ball deodorant is is a hit among the DNVR crew. Uh they have trimmers, all sorts of different stuff. Check out the website manscape.com. Use the card code DNVR20 to save 20% and get free shipping. Cannot recommend them enough. All right. So, Romello White is transferring from ASU. Um That's big news. That's really big news. And uh, honestly, I think it's probably bigger news than the uh, freshman, or or he would have been a freshman, uh, who decommitted from UCLA last week. Um, Ramella White, very good basketball player. Um, You know, I I Googled him earlier just to kind of see what the conversation was like, um, see if anybody had any idea why he would want to transfer, um, any of that kind of stuff. And what really surprised me was that when I searched uh, just Romello White's name, the first thing that popped up was uh, the Kentucky SB Nation uh, website saying that uh, Romello White could be a target for Kentucky. So that's the kind of player that we're talking about here, um, that kind of veteran. Um, put up 10 points, 9 rebounds a game last year, um, put up 19-10 and 10 against Colorado, which You guys probably remember that was that was so he didn't play in the game against Arizona State in China, but he did play the game in uh, Arizona. So that's why you may only remember the 19 and 10 in that game. But that's a pretty big deal, obviously. And it does change the landscape. Um, Arizona State, maybe not in that top tier of teams, maybe not, you know, in that conversation for first your, your first team you'd name if you were asked who's going to be at the top of the pack 12 next year, but they were definitely a top half team. Um, and uh, you know, th- they have a tendency to get things figured out under Bobby Hurley and win some games. They also uh, had Remy Martin head to the draft, uh, which is kind of what knocked him down a bit. But now the cupboard is starting to get kind of bare uh, for the sun devils. And late recruiting is, is, a little bit easier in basketball than it is in football. So there's still time for them to make some changes to this roster, add some pieces, but as it stands now, I in terms of the matchup with Arizona state, things have gotten better for Colorado since the end of the season. Um, I did run through the odds just from uh the, actually from the DraftKings sports book. Uh, I think they were the they were the odds to make the final four, and I won't get into all the numbers. But just in case anybody's curious, uh, the best odds in the Pac-12, uh, Oregon second best is Stanford, third UCLA, four Arizona State. I'm not sure if that line has moved since the Romello White news. Um, I would guess that they're going to drop down a bit. Uh, So Oregon, Stanford, UCLA, Arizona State, Arizona, USC, Colorado, Washington. Uh, Those are how uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook has the uh, final four odds ranked. Um, A little bit disappointing for me. I I went in there expecting to see Colorado probably in the top three just because they're bringing so many pieces back. Uh, But I guess on paper losing uh, Tyler Bay, who a lot of – People are still talking about, as a first-round pick, uh, Some the they, they did move around the uh, combine and uh, draft lottery uh, in the NBA. Uh, they've delayed them. I don't think they've given us a new date yet, but just in case you guys were wondering, all of that stuff was supposed to be right around now, actually. I think this week was supposed to be the draft combine. Um, so... We'll keep an eye out for news about what's going to happen with those things. Um, because Tyler is going to make a run at the first round. Who knows if he's going to land there or not, but he's in that conversation. Uh, so, yeah, those those are some quick Pac-12 basketball updates just because there was some news there. Um, a little bit of news on the football side. William Anglin, a... Uh, defender from Cleveland uh, a 2020 recruit has decided to come to Colorado he, he had initially signed with Colorado uh, but after Mel left he was asked to be released from his letter of intent he was released and had reopened his recruitment he has decided that Colorado with Carl Durrell in charge is where he wants to be um, you know the the reason that he had he had backed out at least what it looks like from the outside um, is, is that Mel specifically recruited him out of Cleveland. Mel's an Ohio guy. He knew his his high school coach, um, and and used those relationships and said that he would find a spot. And and because the the probably the closest relationship Anglin had built with anybody on this coaching staff, you know, the coach is now gone, um, decided to rethink things. I, I think it's pretty big news that he's sticking with Colorado, though. Um, he's he's listed as an athlete he's played all over the defense uh, mostly in the secondary i think that he could be a candidate to play the star position i think that, that could make a lot of sense you know because of the different responsibilities that that position is asked to fulfill um and he's proved that he can play as a corner at the high school level he's proved that he can play as a safety at the high school level he has a bunch of experience at both positions um that's a that's a unique background. I think a lot of the time you' you put yourself into a box, you play a bunch of safety so you aren't used to lining up against slot receivers like you would be if you were playing that star position. Um, and since he played cornerback in in high school, he's used to doing that. Um, so I think that that's where I'd really look for him um, is is at that star position uh, but but then also as a safety just because the buffs really don't have much depth there. Um, it could be, still some time before he's ready to see the field. But in terms of just athletic tools, uh, he's, he's a very good athlete and, uh, I think we'll be at some point, an important piece of this Buffs defense. Uh, so I did want to bring that up. Um, all right. Uh, Before we move on, I want to tell you about Breckenridge Brewery because they are an incredible partner of ours. They create great beer, um, they serve great food at the farmhouse, and you can still get that food and beer and they'll deliver it to you um, if you lived in most parts of the Denver metro area. You can uh, order food by going to their website or by calling 303-803-1380. Um, and if you use the code DNVR, you can save $5 off your meal. It's a great deal. Uh, A lot of the time they have beer specials too. Uh, they have daily food specials. Um, and some of them just look incredible. And, uh, of course, check out the beers, the vanilla Porter, uh, the strawberry sky, the hot peak, so many options. Um, So many options. And if you just want to try the beer, you can also use the Beer Locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website. It'll tell you where you can get your favorite Breckenridge beer um, closest to you. Also want to shout out MSU Denver Online. Uh, They were a big part of all of our draft content And we really appreciate them for that. If you guys have some time to kill, then maybe just look through the 750 different online courses that MSU Denver Online offers. Uh, There might be something in there that piques your interest. You could spend um, just a little bit of money to get a whole bunch of information about uh, some subject that you're interested in. Um, It's really cool, it's really exciting. Hopefully, you guys take advantage of that. And of course, if you're trying to get a degree, um, whether you already have one, you want to change career fields, whether it's your first, they they do have a whole bunch over forty different uh, programs that'll help or that will offer you a degree. Uh, again, cannot rec- recommend MSU Denver Online enough. And if you guys want more information, then you can go to msudenver.com/online. All right, into these uh, rankings of the football games for this season, which I'm actually really excited for. It, really excited for. It. it was it was tough. I think I think the first few, three, four, maybe even five games, those were pretty easy. I kind of knew where I wanted to go. But then shaking everything out after that, thinking about will these games matter? What will they matter for? Or is is this bowl competition? Um, is is there a game in like week eight that's very winnable? And all of a sudden, if you win that, you're back to uh, a a potential path to the postseason. You know, there's so many different scenarios that could be in play in all these different games. Uh, It was actually kind of fun to uh, think about. Uh, And the reason I got into it was because I was just looking, trying to figure out if there was going to be a chance for me to get back up to Montana to check out a Grizz game this year. And I realized that because the Buffs only have that one bye week, October 3rd, I would have to... Go up there and then drive over to Spokane uh, to see the Eastern Washington game, which would actually be a great game. Like Those are two of the powerhouses of the FCS, Eastern Washington, Montana, and so that's probably going to be the move, but uh, I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't going to be a chance for me to uh, see, especially because uh, they, they play Moorhead State today, and my new roommate, not new roommate, it's been like a year now, but uh, my roommate here in Denver uh, is like their all-time leading kicker. At Morehead State, and so we kind of wanted to go check out that game. But that is uh, the same weekend that the Buffs are at Texas A&M, which is the number two game on my list. Uh, let's just jump in. Actually, before before I get to these rankings, I just want to run through what these games are, so that you guys can have an idea. Um, so the schedule is released. We we know who the Buffs will play, where they'll play them, and what day they'll play. All we don't know is the TV station or the time, because that's what they have to figure out. Um, like they do that week to week. We get the email, uh, like two weeks before the game typically, because ESPN has like first choice of the games and they already have their time slot and then Fox gets theirs and, and then whatever's left goes to the PAC 12 networks and they put those in their time slots. Um, so, so we won't know times for quite a while still, but we do know the dates and all that stuff. Uh, so the schedule, it starts at Colorado Saturday or at Colorado state Saturday, September 5th versus Fresno state the next Saturday at Texas A&M the next Saturday. Uh, then they start conference play with no bye week in between the next Saturday at home against Oregon. That's the 26th. Then they get the bye week. Uh, hopefully I'll be up in Montana and then I guess in Washington. Um, and then, uh, October 9th, a Friday, their only Friday game of the season, Colorado plays at Arizona. So that one should be, uh, a night game, obviously. Uh, october 17th ucla that's at home then they're home again against arizona state at usc versus washington state at stanford at washington versus utah um so that's kind of what the schedule is looking like i spent probably way too much time trying to figure this out but uh my number one game is going to be at colorado state to open the season um And again, these are, if you guys are planning right now, which games to go to, these are my rankings of the games. That's how I'm thinking about this. Which games are going to be the best in terms of, you know, being meaningful, but also being competitive, giving you a chance to see a uh, good football team on the other side. And really when you take all those factors into account, that Colorado State game it, it just has to be number one, I think. Um, it's the last time the Rocky Mountain Showdown is going to be played for a few years. It's the first time it's back on campus. Um, it's a chance to go out to that new stadium in Fort Collins. Obviously, the environment is going to be incredible, but um, It it makes me even more excited because I think CSU fans will think that they have a shot to win, as they should, because there's a good chance the Buffs will be throwing out a freshman quarterback for his first ever uh, college football game. And and things go wrong in those scenarios, especially when you don't have practices. There's a new coach, uh, I guess on both sides, so that could be a little bit fluky. Um, Still, Colorado should definitely come away with a win, but just how hyped CSU fans are going to be is just going to make the environment that much better. And for a Buffs, fans even more fun when the buffs likely do beat them um it's also worth noting that again that's the first game for brendan lewis which is going to be so much fun again assuming he plays it's the first look at this defense likely our first look at a shot clayton uh so many things to be looking forward to with that game and again it's the last time the rocky mountain showdown is going to be played for a few years uh they actually won't play again until brendan lewis is a senior isn't that crazy? He's going to be a true freshman quarterback. He's only going to play CSU twice in his career, um, and that's assuming things don't go great for him and he goes to the draft after three years. Um, that seems unlikely, but that's on it's on the table. He only may, he he could only get one stab at CSU, um, which is just crazy to think about. So for all those reasons, uh, just knowing the environment is going to be what it always is, uh, knowing that it's our first look at all these guys, and that. You know they're they're zero and zero. They're going to be coming out of that game likely. I think one and zero. And that's a pretty exciting time to be catching a game. Uh, so I'd probably throw that one number one. Number two, and this one was a little bit tougher. This is I believe the fourth game of the season. Let's see. No no no, it's the third. It's the third. Uh, and, and that is at Texas A and M. Um, that's going to be fun. Uh, for a bunch of different reasons. But, uh, I mean, where do you even start? And there, there are little things going on here, too. You, you remember that Colorado hasn't played a lot of games in Texas, but they recruit a lot of football players from Texas. So this is going to be a homecoming, obviously for Brandon Lewis, but also for guys like Katie Nixon, who grew up just like a couple hours north of this stadium. Uh, a, whole, a whole bunch of guys will uh, have some extra emotional connection to this game and then you throw in there that uh, Texas A&M, that's, that's an SEC school. They may not be the, you know, cream of the crop in the SEC, but it's still an SEC school, and if you can get a win over an SEC team, especially on the road, that's just massive, and Colorado is going to have the opportunity to do that. You know, I ran through that schedule earlier. They start at Colorado State, then they're home against Fresno State. Those should be a couple wins, and if you run down to Texas A&M, steal a win and you're three and oh to start this season I think that some teams in the Pac-12 might be kind of scared of Colorado all of a sudden with this freshman quarterback just because you've seen what freshman quarterbacks have done in the Pac-12 recently Even even just last year with Keaton Slovis and Jaden Daniels um you start three and and0 uh heading into conference play you feel pretty good about that um And worst case scenario, uh, they they lose the game. You still got to go down to an SEC environment, watch a a good football team play. Um, So it's not all bad, you know? Uh, So that's number two. Number three now is going to be Oregon, uh, which is a home game. That's actually the next week after Texas A&M. This is the fourth game of the season. Um, Again, Oregon's a really good football team they uh they have a great running game um this is a game that oregon should probably be pretty heavily favored in they i think uh, should be one of the top three teams in the pac 12 this year uh but you know this is the second time that uh brendan lewis will be playing quarterback at home likely and again this all could be tyler lytle which uh, wouldn't change these lists too much but uh Again, this is still the time in the season we'll, where we'll be hopeful. And if things break well, and somehow you do come away with the upset over Texas A&M, and you're three and zero looking at Oregon, you pull a win there. All of a sudden, you've already won probably your two hardest games of the season. You've taken taken care of business in two of the easier games of the season, um, and you only need two more wins out of the final eight games to make a bowl game. Um, you'd be in great shape. Uh, if you lose, you're still it's not the end of the world probably should be losing to Oregon at this point um, with where this team is at uh, in terms of just, you know, new coach, new quarterback. 2021 might be a year where you're really disappointed that you aren't beating these upper-level teams. Um, But it's going to happen a couple times this year probably. Uh, Number four, that's going to be uh, the Fresno State game, Brandon Lewis's first game at Folsom. Um, Shad Clayton's first game at Folsom. Um, it's, it's a more... It, it isn't the environment this CSU game is going to be, of course, because it's Fresno State. But I think that place will still be buzzing just because so many people want to see what these this team looks like and what these young guys look like. And again, this is a chance to start the season likely 2-0, um, which would be kind of expected... I think, I think you should be expecting Colorado to win both these two games, but it would still feel like an accomplishment given the, all of the different circumstances at play here. Um, and again, just so exciting. You, there still is no ceiling to what this season could be at this point. Um, you can still be dreaming of a Pac-12 title if you want to be. Um, you're, you're looking like you're in good shape to make it to a bowl game. So again, that'll be, that'll be a fun place to be. First time back at Folsom in forever, hopefully. Uh, Next up, and this is actually where things started to get tough. There, there are a bunch of games that I was really interested in. Um, At USC ended up being my choice for number five. That's on Halloween. Um, If that's a night game in the Coliseum on Halloween, just what a fun environment. And for me, it would be my first time watching a game at the Coliseum. So that'd be really cool. And if it's like that for you, then I would guess that that'd be really cool for you too. And it, it's even more fun when you know that this is a young team and it's kind of their first time going to those environments. And I think that even if you have been there before, just seeing this team experience all of these different locations where they're going to be playing for the next two, three years, even the secondary, um, You know, this secondary could develop a rivalry with with these USC receivers. That's what that's the kind of thing that I get really excited about, because when you again, you look at USC's receivers, they have. So many five stars. The rest are four stars. They're all just built perfectly. They're six foot four and two hundred and ten pounds, and they're fast and they're strong and they can jump and they can catch the ball and they're smart. This, it's just like the perfect receiving core, and it's so deep. Meanwhile, you look at the Buffs corners. And, you know, some of them are kind of undersized. I think in general, you'd say it's an undersized group, but they're pretty gritty. They get the job done, and I think that they're going to be pretty flashy. That is going to be a battle if this defense is what we think it's going to be. Because, again, USC with Keaton Slovis at quarterback – he, at this point, could still be getting some Heisman hype. That's that's on the table. Uh, Tyler Vaughn's, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, either one of those guys could work their way into the first day or second day of the draft next year um, because they are that talented a receiver. Meanwhile, we know what KJ Trujillo is and uh, this, this whole secondary... Um, is just talented. I think that that's a really fun matchup. And that's why that got to number five. Plus, you know, if it works out and you get your first win over USC, then that's great. Uh, This is still a tough tier though. I ended up going next with the game against Utah. Um, That's a home game. That's the last game of the season. Um, And I included it because with the way with, with where the buffs are, um, you know, I think they're going to win five games six games four games is what fpi said according to espn you know you could see that too um if if things don't go well and everything kind of bounces the wrong way but if you are in that five win uh zone that six win zone then there's a good chance your last game of the season means something um especially because if you're saying that they're going five and seven you're probably picking this utah game as one of the losses um so it really could be I think to uh, gain bowl eligibility, just like the last game this year was, um, also against Utah. You'll remember, but Utah isn't quite as good as it was last year, um, or at least it shouldn't be when you look at the paper. Just because of the guys that they're losing, uh, still a good football team, still probably top five in the Pac-12, um, but beatable, especially beatable at home. Um, and who knows? Maybe that team, so used to winning after this season. Maybe if they are sitting there at eight and three a little bit disappointed, you can you can make it eight and four just because they're low. um again, there's just so much potential for there to be um something on the line in this game, really for either team because maybe Utah does bring it back um, who knows but uh. Uh, again, the potential for something on the line, the Pac-12 is trying to force that rivalry. There have been some moments against Utah, uh, so so I think that that'd definitely be a fun one. The, another one that I really consider for that spot, versus ASU. Um, the the ASU game last year was a lot of fun. That was the one where Mel wore, wore shorts. It was the first win over a, a ranked opponent on the road since 2001 or 2002 or something like that. Um, it would have been great, you know, if there was Mel, because I think that Mel may have been more a part of that Arizona State rivalry that almost felt like it was building there for a second um, than the rest of the team. And you may need, may have needed that piece, the Mel and Shorts thing to uh, kind of keep that thing fiery. But, uh, I mean, that's why it drops down below USC, below Utah. But again, it should be a really fun game. Two very mobile quarterbacks. uh Going back and forth. Um, it'll be fun. In Arizona State, they could be sneaky good. I think there's a chance that they wind up. I mean, they definitely have a chance to be better than Utah. They could wind up winning the Pac-12 South. Uh, even though I think that you have to choose USC as the favorite to do that. Um, so, they will be fun. And that game easily could have been moved up. But the, this middle tier of games in the schedule is just so hard. Up next, at Stanford. Stanford. One of the powerhouses of the Pac-12. And you know, they've they've had a couple down years, but they've shown in their past that you just don't have to worry about them. You know, with David Shaw in charge, I think that they're going to get back to, you know, being at least a seven win, eight win program. And they'll have their years where they really, really uh, turn things up. As it stands now, that's not the most exciting-looking team. You know they're going to be big. They're going to be physical. They have a uh, Walker Little at left tackle. He will be a first-round pick in the draft next year. Uh, Paulson Adebo, who was a first-team All-American as a true freshman, didn't play as well last year. Still probably sneaks into the first round of the draft next year. Uh, so they have a couple of those guys who you look at as, you know, top-level talents, but there are a bunch of question marks with that team. Um, it's also, there are only two games after it. So it could be that that's a very important game. It could also be that things have gotten bleak at that point in the season and a November trip to, uh, Stanford isn't quite as appealing. And then the next week they go to Washington, which is the next game on my schedule or on my ranking, um, at Washington again, could be something on the line with two games to go. Um, But like like I've kind of shown with this list, I feel more comfortable gambling on going to one of these early season games um, than hoping that one of these really is um, impactful. Um, Late November trip to uh, Seattle, that's going to be cold and rainy. Um, But Washington, much like Stanford, a very good program. Um, You know, the coaching change isn't what you want to see but chris peterson is still involved with the program um i I think washington like stanford should just be winning seven or eight games a year minimum Uh, they probably get back to that this year i think um but you kind of have to wait and see colorado did beat both stanford and washington last year though and so maybe these games maybe they should be higher on the list because they are late season um and also, uh, y- y- when you look at Colorado, they're built more in that mold. The Stanford-type mold, the Washington-type mold, being physical, playing good defense. Um, so maybe there, there could be more of a rivalry starting there. Um, it doesn't have much legs at this point, though. Um, next up is going to be versus UCLA. Uh, that's right I guess that's what the sixth game of the season, um, after Oregon at Arizona, then they go, uh, actually they play UCLA October 17th at Folsom. Um, and this one, again, you can make the same arguments, you know, it's still early in the season. It's still exciting. Um, it's a game that i think they probably should win you know if 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 you're the buffs coach you're called well that's one that's on the schedule as a we need to get that one you got to beat ucla you got to beat arizona uh, you got to beat washington state you got to beat colorado state and fresno state and then you, that means you just have to beat one of texas a&m oregon arizona state usc stanford washington utah you know this is in the uh lower tier of teams in the pac-12 still i think at ucla um they they got better last year but they were kind of just pounding the ball behind uh josh kelly and and they i guess josh kelly is pounding the ball they did have Devin asia see a tight end too but those guys are both gone um and so far we haven't seen the quarterback dorian thompson robinson really take that step that we've been expecting to see him take one of these mobile quarterbacks is he gonna be going into a senior year or junior year must be a junior um yeah i think he's gonna be a junior so again maybe that's when he takes a step and chip kelly always a lot of fun um or no, he isn't always a lot of fun, but there's always the threat that he will be fun, um, and and that's going to give this game a little bit more upside as well as being that sixth game on the schedule. You know, if if you take care of business against Colorado State, Fresno State, Arizona, you're three and two at worst, and then if you pull an upset over Oregon or Texas A and M, you're four and one, and and you're you're in great shape. Uh, so 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 I don't think this is a bad game by any means, but it is the third from the end to me. Um, at this point at Arizona, the week before is the 11th game on my list. Um, Arizona, just not that exciting of a team. Um, just not. <laughs> there, there isn't a lot going on there. You lose Khalil Tate. Um, this is the Friday night game. So you are under the lights. It's probably it would be a national broadcast. So it is going to get some eyes on it at least. But in terms of the exciting games, Arizona is just toward the bottom. And same thing with Washington State, November 7th. That's a home game. Um, Nick Rolovich, the new head coach of Washington State, who took over from Mike Leach when he left, he's a character, um, and he's getting some more national attention than I expected when I saw the hire. Um, and that makes me think that if, if Washington State does start hot, um I'm going to pull up their schedule here just cuz I'm curious. But uh if Washington State does start hot, then maybe they are getting some national hype just because the media has shown that they're interested in him at at the very least. Um you know, it's kind of that same thing we saw with Mel Tucker last year where Mel kind of got that national hype and as soon as things started going, you know, nationally people were kind of quick to buy in. Um looking through this uh Washington State schedule at Utah State to start the season versus Houston versus Idaho they they should come through there 2 and 1 um yeah, they should definitely come through that 2 and 1. Open the season at Oregon State um then they play versus Cal. That's going to be a big one. I think Cal could really make some noise this year. Um but if Washington State wins that, then they're going to be in great shape. Um Okay. So that's possible, but it's still the last game on my list. Um, Yeah. Let me know what you guys think. If you guys have some other ones that you're really keyed in on, maybe you guys know of some guy who's like some guy's brother and they're going to be going head-to-head and that knocks a matchup off or up the board. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but if you guys have thoughts, as always, let me know in the comment section on the post for today's show. We'll get to all those later. Uh, there is one question. It's a question that I forgot about on uh, last week's show. Or not last week's show. The last show. Um, we're going to get to that, and it's a good one. After I tell you about world golf tour, which is an awesome app. Uh, we're hosting tournaments at DNVR every Sunday yesterday. I'm not sure how many people were in on the tournament, but I would guess that there were at least a hundred and maybe even a a lot more than that. But, uh, I didn't win. I didn't win. We, We played like the best of par fours. And again, it's just all set up. You don't have to like do anything. It sounds really hard, but it's really easy. Um, Best of par fours, I think right now there's still a three-way tie, so there's going to be a tiebreaker later at 34. We just played nine holes. I personally shot a 47, um, which probably put me near like 80th or 90th or 100th on the whole board, which is too bad. Um, What got me, though, is that I had been playing a bunch of practice rounds, but I guess because I'm not that good, I'm I'm playing like the lower-level practice rounds, and when you do that you get like this putt preview option. And so before you putt, you can take like a practice putt and they'll show you where the ball would go. And I was kind of banking on having that. And so when I realized that the real people who play uh, don't use that, uh, that's what kind of ballooned my score up also because I took a couple penalties for taking too long because I really was trying to line stuff up but I learned my lessons and hopefully next Sunday if you guys aren't already playing I saw silver buff way up on their on the leaderboard too so I should give him a shout out but silver buff at least for a lot of the day I think our leaderboards we were putting out were worth the top 20 he was in the top 20 for most of the day I'm not sure if he finished there but he was in the 30s I think um, so shout out to silver buff uh, Oh yeah. But, but if you guys are interested in joining and we really hope you do, because it's been a lot of fun and we'll be doing this, like I said, every Sunday, uh, and there are prizes. I forgot to say there are prizes. That's the important part. Yeah. We're giving you free things. Um, go to dnvrgolf.com and download WGT golf. The, The link is right there and then join our clubhouse. Um, or it's a country club, uh, at, uh, Like, in the app, you can just search for DNVR, you can join our country club, and then you'll be playing with us all the time, and it's a lot of fun. Um, And free! Important to mention, free, so there's no reason not to. Okay, into this question, um, from, actually, The Count, who the Buffs Pod listeners may not know well, um, frequent commenter on the Broncos podcast, uh, frequent commenter on the Draft podcast, and now... Uh, we, uh, we're, we're, we're seeing him with the buffs, which is a lot of fun. Count Locula asks, anyway, Visca and Minshew just get jiggy with it and start ripping off wins because they don't give a crap about the Jags crappy front office. Love the count. I think that that's totally possible. Um, I think it's totally possible. I I think that uh, we've seen that Gardner Minshew coming from the air raid system at Washington state, he's at his best when he's he's in a more spread out system it doesn't necessarily have to be the spread it doesn't necessarily have to be the air raid um i think you can put him in a west coast system and he's fine as long as it's a west coast system that really emphasizes spacing um and and a lot of them do and i think that jay gruden will be just fine at putting uh gardner Minshew in his best possible situations you know that's what you want a veteran coach for this is somebody who's called a lot of plays who's built a lot of offenses um has been head coach of an nfl team for quite a while so at least in the nfl world quite a while so i think that with all those things in mind and knowing the way Visca plays, you know, if you get the ball in his hands, he can make something happen. I mean those two pieces, the piece that I think Jay Gruden is going to put Minshew in a more spread out system. And Visca thrives in situations where things are spread out so that, you know, you're catching the ball if you're open. You're throwing the ball to the open player. It's not a contested catch system. Um the idea is you make things really easy on your receivers and they go get yards after. That sounds perfect for Vizca. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that that's possible. Um, I'm not too bought in on Gardner Minshew at the NFL level. I think that he got hot and a lot of things worked in his favor. I think that, you know, I'm not sure if he got figured out or any of that kind of stuff, but it's possible. Um, you just need to see more. And and that's kind of how it works for young quarterbacks is a lot of guys have that five, six game stretch where they look really good. Um, all the way back to like Jimmy Garoppolo. Or The the important part is can you keep it going? And so can you do that again in the next year and the year after and just be consistent? And that's going to be the test for Minshew. Um, for Visca's sake, it'd be very good if Minshew panned out. And I know that sounds like a dumb thing to say. Of course you want a quarterback who panned out. But the alternative is you know, the Jaguars draft another quarterback next year. Maybe it's Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. And I guess either one of those guys, those guys would be upgrades over what Gardner Minshew can give you. But in terms of the style of player that Gardner Minshew is and the style of player that Vizca is, they, they line up very well. And and that's why it'd be best if a quarterback like Minshew were the one that pans out in Vizca's offense. Um, It'd be so much fun. It'd be so much fun if if Visca can just go off because we know he has the physical tools. Only question is how many times can you get the ball in his hands a game? And it could be that the answer is just two or three to start because it's it's tough to uh, make the jump from having to get separation from Pac-12 cornerbacks to getting separation from the best cornerbacks in the world. Um, And that's why I think that Visca is going to take a big step in year two but if, if he is just open because of the scheme and you're getting the ball in his hands, um, good things are going to happen. If you get him up to four touches, five touches, even six touches a game, then things are going to start looking really good for Visca. Obviously you can manufacture about two a game, maybe three a game, um, which would mean you need to get three real downfield, um, plays where Visca's getting separation, getting open, catching a ball, and then hopefully making a play after, um, We'll see. You know uh, the I've been watching all of his Instagram stories, um, and I'm sure a lot of you have too. He looks he looks like he's back to where he needs to be. And he's he's working hard. That's all that he can really do. Um at this point, I would be more than happy betting on him though. If if I had to say bet on Visca, bet against Visca, I'm betting on Visca. Um, and I'm not sure that was the case there for a minute a couple of months ago but uh here we are all right uh that's going to do it for today uh we will be back with another podcast tomorrow uh on Tuesday talking about the buffs and uh hopefully you guys will want to talk too feel free to leave your questions your thoughts in the comment section on the post for today's show at the and i will get to those tomorrow see you then
0: i think i like my colorado My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. Might not swear, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag yeah. is pushing 180. 80. Speed and pad and see you later, baby. baby. Colorado army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And boat where we station patiently awaiting. Whoa. When I hit Hard to behave. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you're afraid. Cause you know we finna hit you. Ya, hit you, Hey, you on your own now. Why you watching the official? You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we you playing with you, you can get it anytime. I team. think they like my Colorado sway cause when i minute play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act, and when i minute go, you know I'm acting bad, holla get a bus with my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag. Colorado swag. my Colorado sway, cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly a books with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado sway.